0: Follow me and find
1: contentment. Follow me to rippling streams. Find a world that embraces free open spaces. Come and follow me.
2: Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Chauncey's Great Outdoors Whether you're following me in the great outdoors, whether it's close to home, or across this this great country, you know what? Come on out and follow me. Oh, I hope everybody's doing okay this morning, and uh, we've uh, you know this is one of those mornings I want you to pour yourself another cup of coffee, kick back a little bit, enjoy yourself, just kind of relax. I think we all need a good day to relax. (laughs) But how can you relax? There's so much going on in the great outdoors today. I mean, I really mean that. There is tons of stuff going on uh, on a beautiful October day with fall colors coming and uh, trout fishing that we're going to talk a little bit about and a whole lot more. So, you know, let's talk about what we've got on today's show today. First of all, um, Dr. Mark Horoncich. Dr. Mark is part of the Chauncey's Great Outdoors medical team, which has been working really overtime a lot <laughs> this week and i uh, want to thank them all uh he's he's been doing oh i don't 10 years or something like that the appalachian trail with his daughter and uh, he's going to talk about all the really cool stuff that's on the trail and how to do that trail and everything about that and uh if you like walking in the woods it's this is a pretty cool thing to check out to see you know with dr mark on the appalachian trail and we also going to have on today's show uh, gentlemen, I cannot, you know, there are some people you're going to put on a little pedestal and say, this guy's a sportsman. This woman is a sportswoman. This, you know, person does this. This person is doing that. But we have Joe Capalupo from LaGrange, Illinois, who this week smashed the Illinois State uh, smallmouth bass record. He caught a 7-pound, 3-ounce smallmouth bass Um Got it over to Henry's Bait, uh, where they put it in a large holding tank, um, Kept after they weighed it officially, because they've got a, a certain, that's a smallie. Uh, so he's going to get all the accolades of holding on to the newest Illinois state uh, record for a smallmouth bass. Once again, seven pounds, three ounces. I've got video on Facebook, slash Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Uh, definitely check that out, because th- this this fish is Piggy, wiggy. Oh, man. You got to ch- – it's just – you look at it and go, oh, my God. <laughs> That's all I can say. And then we're also going to have on our good buddy Vic Santucci. Vic is the – well, I don't know. I'm going to call him the project manager uh, for Lake Michigan, uh, fisheries biologist for Lake Michigan. He does a little bit of everything, including probably taking his garbage out, washing windows in the office. But uh, he's responsible for the fish in Lake Michigan for the state of Illinois. And we're going to talk about this. From the Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's for their great outdoor sale going on now till October twentieth. Stay warm this fall with hooded fleece, sweatshirts for the whole family, only fourteen ninety-seven. How about a Moultrie Game Camera? Only fifty nine ninety-seven. That's thirty dollars off. Hunting season is here, so don't miss the big sale on firearms, ammunition, camouflage, clothing, and everything you need for this hunting season. Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's has all your outdoor needs with their great outdoor sale. Going on now till October 20th. Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Your adventure starts here. Buy a fishing boat in November from Waterworks that's powered by a Mercury motor and say, oh, yeah, it is saving money. Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills is having truckloads of Lowe's, Lund's, Sea Pros, Monterey boats, all powered by a Mercury motor, delivered every week. And they are giving you boat show incentives now. Layaway prices now and winter discounts now for five years running waterworks has received the prestigious csi award for customer satisfaction so you know waterworks is many steps above all other dealers for price and service waterworks can also save you money on winterizing and winter storage just call them at 708-798-9700 or go to waterworks with an com and say oh yeah to saving more money What's the name? Shimano. This segment and interview is brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, where your next outdoor adventure begins.
3: Hi, this is Bill Cullerton, and you're listening to Chauncey Great
2: Outdoors. It's always good to hear Bill Cullerton's voice in the morning. (laughs) Uh, For all you more seasoned, mature sportsmen, you'll, you'll remember his voice. Uh, but yeah, I mentioned uh, before I got the, dropped off here for a second, but you know, Vic Santucci is going to be talking about how you can get a numerous different awards, not just the state record fish, but there's a lot of awards from a kid catching his first fish to all of the other uh, catch and release, bow fishing, et cetera, et cetera, that are available through the state of Illinois. Uh, and it's all available on the website. It's, it's a really cool thing. But we want to say thank you to our sponsors, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, all five stores in our area. Don't forget, Santa's Wonderland's coming pretty quick here. Uh, Waterworks Marine, 186.60 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills. Paul's Pizza in Westchester. DiamondGhostCharters.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine. VisitRendLake.com and enjoyRendLake.com. And this morning I received a text message photo from my friend Jason Johns. Uh, I don't know. I, between white bass and crappie, he doesn't know what to catch because he caught a mess of crappies with some clients yesterday down at Ren Lake. Can't go wrong on that day at Ren Lake. Seven Winds Casinos in Hayward, Wisconsin, as always. And remember, we're the official station for Shimano High School and College Fishing Teams, which is always a really, really cool thing. A um, couple, of, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about fishing and what's going on. A couple of outdoor reports. First of all. This is the time of the year. Uh, I mean, what's the time of the year? For everything, I know. But this is the time of the year when it's getting it's mating season for the deer. Deer have no concept what's going on. I'm telling you, they are going to run out in front of your car. They're going to get, you're going to hit them. You're going to get, it is such a dangerous thing. And it's just not in the country or in the big, you know, huge woods and forests, you know, in the forest reserves, uh, around cemeteries. You would be surprised where they have been seen deer. Uh, Deer travel down railroad uh, tracks uh, and walk because it's, hey, it's like a road to them. And then they wind up being in the city and they get scared and they run through the street and somebody hits them and they're going, how is a deer here? But really, you just if you see a deer, uh, especially at night, flash your lights, beep your horn, make a lot of noise. That's all really important because that's how you're going to get those uh, critters to get out of your way. If you have a choice, and I'm not saying this very nicely, if you don't swerve out of your lane. Do not. Stay in your lane. It's very dangerous to swerve out of your lane into another lane because you could get into another vehicle accident or you're going to hit the soft shoulder, flip your car. In Illinois, there were fifteen over 15,000 vehicle crashes with deer last year. Like almost 14,998 of them were damaged to vehicles and, or property, etc. 630 people got hurt, and there were eight deaths. Uh Trust me, your car is made a lot stronger. Uh, And I I know that sounds very mean, but you know what? Just beep, flash, slow down. That's the best thing. Just slow down if you're anywhere in the woods. And if you see one deer, trust me, you're going to see a bunch. Well, I know there's people sitting in their cars waiting for the uh forest reserve uh, please to show up at the gates and open up the <laughs> the lake so they can go trout fishing this morning in illinois for the inland trout season there's uh 57 ponds lakes and streams throughout the state that are opening up today for rainbow trout fishing um some of the, these lakes open at 5 a.m some of them aren't going to open till you know 9 a.m so whenever your lake opens that's when it's going to open but uh, please remember it's a five fish limit um uh, if there's a kid in the area near you, talk to the parent. If you hook a fish, hand the rod over to the kid. Let the kid catch the fish. Come on, have some fun. You'll have a good time. And if you see somebody poaching, don't be afraid. I would definitely fill out, uh, you know, call 911, ask for a conservation officer or a forest preserve police, and they will come out there and introduce themselves, and they will look into the trunk of that car and uh, issue them a citation. Uh, up in Wisconsin, it's a. Uh, firewood month as they call it oh cool nights nice fire but that doesn't mean you go camp and you take wood from one area to another always use local wood or buy local wood uh because you don't want to spread the emerald ash borer beetle that could be devastating to the forest it really could be and that's a very important thing that you don't want to happen uh with the emerald ash and getting more and more uh trees infected and it just costs it's first of all you will lose the beauty of of these ancient trees and it's just tough thing fishing wise um want to congratulate a good friend of ours uh, up on lake michigan caught a 41 inch i think it was this was like a 36 pound lake trout confusion charter huge huge fish good job there buddy up on confusion charter yesterday that's that's one heck of a fish to catch. 30, 36 pounds, I think it was. I think it was what measured out at forty one inches or something like that. That's a lot of fish. That is just magnificent. The, according to the note that someone sent me, uh, mentioned the forest preserves uh, for rainbow trout fishing. uh said Baloo Bussy Woods, uh, North Green Sag Quarry East Wolf Lake, uh, DuPage Pickerel Grove uh, Kankakee. Our friends down there, Bird Park Quarry Rock Creek uh, Kankakee River State Park. Kendall County, Big Lake. How about up north in Lake County, Banana Lake, Sand Lake, and Illinois Beach State Park? Nice little cool breeze off the lake there today. And in McHenry, we've got the Spring Grove uh, Hatchery, which is always a fun place to fish. They'll just won't let me fish in the other tanks where the big fish are. <laughs> up on the Channel Lakes, um, it's just check out the all of the Foxwaterway Commission.com. That's foxwaterway.com, and you can see if the lakes are no wake, if they're open up. It's really, I, I try to keep up with it, but you can almost can't. So it's just easier to, go online, check it out, see if it's there. Well, I mentioned that uh, Jason Johns getting catfish, white bass, and lots of crappie again. And there's nothing prettier than a nice mess of crappie sitting on the thing. And at, up in northern Wisconsin at Hayward, we're seeing a lot of activity there for. Uh, the musky action is definitely picked up. We're seeing uh, walleye during the day, which is always interesting to see. Uh, but then we're also uh, musky. There seems to be a little bit of a shortage of suckers up there. That's right, a little bit of a shortage of suckers. And uh, for so everybody listening around the country, if you want to go to Facebook slash Chauncey's Great Outdoors, we have a video fishing report that we post every week. And this is a pretty cool report because we talk about some outdoor news for the Midwest, and we have some fishing reports and things like that. But it's a way to get all your information in one spot in one location. And you could even uh, send us a post of some of your memorable fish. We'd like to start posting more people's fish, and maybe they get a big buck or a kid got their first buck. Hey, nothing wrong with that. So definitely check all that out. Um there is just, like I said, so, so, so much uh, going on with uh, the rainbow trout season going. Uh, there's waterfowl hunting in certain areas. Uh, pheasant opened up is open in Wisconsin and Michigan doing very well out there. Uh, woodcock, you mentioned, is a tough little bird to hunt in Michigan. You almost have to walk around with a gun on your shoulder. They they are the Dove hunting is nothing. Woodcock hunting is dove hunting on steroids. I mean, it, they are so fast and flying through the woods. Those, those birds all went to the, uh, you know, Top Gun school of uh, dodging hunters, I think. It is really a cool thing. Well, I mean, like I said, we covered a whole bunch of stuff here. Um, when we come back, we've got a couple of great interviews for you here. We're going to enjoy the day. I want you to, like I said, kick back. If you're sitting there waiting to go uh, trout fishing, turn the radio up a little bit. Nothing wrong with that. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors you love watching us on tv now you can enjoy the great outdoors every day of the week with a subscription to midwest outdoors magazine for only 14.95 you get 12 big issues loaded with the best of fishing hunting and the great outdoors each one packed with how to and where to go information you can use all year long call 1-800-606-FISH what are you waiting for call 1-800-606-FISH and start your adventure with midwest outdoors today And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoywrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Buy a fishing boat in November from Waterworks that's powered by a Mercury motor and say... Oh yeah, it is saving money. Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills is having truckloads of Lowe's, Lund's, SeaPro's, Monterey boats, all powered by a Mercury motor delivered every week, and they are giving you boat show incentives now. Layaway prices now and winter discounts now for five years running waterworks has received the prestigious csi award for customer satisfaction so you know waterworks is many steps above all other dealers for price and service waterworks can also save you money on winterizing and winter storage just call them at 708-798-9700 or go to waterworks with an com and say oh yeah to saving more money Hookandhunttv.com is educating and informative. Jim Crowley shows anglers and hunters how, when, and why. If you have attended his seminars, you know his no-nonsense approach. Learn, watch, learn, and apply. Information is the key to success on hookandhunttv.com. Remember, Chauncey's Great Outdoors is the official station for Shimano High School and College fishing results and fishing teams. This segment is brought to you by Shimano. chauncey's great outdoors on espn am
4: 1000 in chicago
2: everybody welcome back to chauncey's great outdoors you know we talk a little bit of fishing we talk a little bit of hunting we talk a little bit about mushroom picking we talk a little bit of conservation we talk a little bit of this we talk a little bit of that but right now we've got uh one of the team members of the medical team for chauncey's great outdoors dr mark haransich who Has this unbelievable? First of all, Mark, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me, John. You are you are a a phenomenal deer hunter because I see it every year. Uh, You 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 went fishing with your granddaughter today. Caught how many bluegills and stuff?
4: Uh, We got eighty four bluegills and released them all, and then we got half a dozen bass and
2: released them all. So, you know, you and that's Zoe, right? That's Zoe. yeah. 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 You and Zoe had a great time. You know, fishing with Grandpa today. But you do something else that, you know, there are some things in my life that I said, I wish I would have done that. And one of them is hiking the Appalachian Trail like you do. Um, Ian, yeah, my, go ahead. Yeah, my daughter and I, we've
4: been, uh, we've been hiking uh, on the Appalachian Trail about 15 years. We, we do uh, sections. So we're, we're, we're what they call section hikers. It's a 2,190-mile trail. And my daughter's done about thirteen hundred miles. I've done about eleven 1, hundred
2: on the trail. Two thousand one hundred and ninety miles.
4: Yeah, this was designed back in the twenties, um, and um, it stretches from uh, Mohusik uh, through Mohusik Notch in in, uh, in New Hampshire. But it starts it starts up at Mount Katahdin in Maine and heads down the Springer Mountain in Georgia. And it goes pretty much along the crest of the Appalachian Mountains.
2: When I talk about the Appalachian Trail, I mean, I have visions of, you know, Daniel Boone, uh, the early settlers. <laughs> That's the very first thing that comes to my brain. And really, you're seeing a lot of that same country that the early settlers saw, right?
4: Yeah. Now, they crossed over the Appalachians, each of the gaps, so like Cumberland Gap yeah. and all the, all the different gaps are where the settlers came across. The, the plains and the Piedmonts of the Atlantic states over to the western states. So we cross a lot of their paths. The other historic things we see, you know, a lot of, lot of Indian places, like, um, uh, for instance, Blood Mountain.
0: Mm-hmm. A lot of
4: Native American history there, they named it Blood Mountain because there was a, a battle between Indian bands there that, that literally made the, um, uh, the mountain run red. The other cultural thing we see is uh, we pass a lot of Civil War sites and battlefields. South Mountain um, is is the mountain in between, that was in between the rebels and the Union forces on the Battle of Gettysburg. And so the Appalachian Trail goes right down South Mountain. And so the Union was on the right, and the, the um, uh, rebels were on the left, and they they met up at the end of South Mountain in Gettysburg. So... We pass a lot of history on the trail,
2: and the other thing too is, and, and I'm, we're going to talk a little bit about nature to, in a couple of minutes. But how do you prepare? I mean, you're doing this all with a backpack on, and 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 You set up tents. How do you? What do you do for water, tents, shelter, uh, food? Well,
4: well, water, water is, is paramount, and um, so there are springs along the way. They're marked on the map, and you have to purify them. Either either you filter them, or we use a UV pen. That works great. We've been doing this for 15 years and never got Giardia, which is really quite an accomplishment right there. Mm -hmm. Um, Food, we bring everything dried and light. So rice, macaroni, we allow about one pound per person per day for food. And then when you add water, of course, it pumps up. But, you know, granola bars, uh, oatmeal, coffee, all light, very light food. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, Shelter. Shelter now there's there's two hundred and fifty shelters along the Appalachian Trail, which are basically three sided log cabins. Yeah. And they're they're first come, first serve. Uh, you know, no heat, no electricity, no running water, anything like that. But you're free to camp in those. And those are great when it's a bad night and there's lightning and thunder and trees falling down. Uh those are a godsend. But really we prefer camping in our tent. You know, we just any any spot that's Four feet wide by six feet long that's flat, we'll camp in. We camp in some pretty remote locations. Mm-hmm. I-,
2: I could only imagine the vistas and the the openness of all of glorious nature you see. Oh,
4: it's, it's just wonderful. You get on top of some of the mountains. Uh, they call them bulbs where it's just grass on the top of the mountain. Yeah. And you get a 360-degree view like in The Sound of Music. It's, it's just fabulous up there. And then, I mean, we were, the highest point we hit on this trip was 4,200 feet high. Mm-hmm. But at 4,200 feet high in the morning, we're looking down at the clouds 2,000 feet below us in the valley. I mean, at first glance, you're like, is that a lake down there? No, no, that's the cloud. And, and and you're above them. So when you say the wild east, that, it really is. Um, you know, people think it's all built up and developed, but there's, there's plenty of wild spaces uh, that you can see along the
2: Appalachian Trail. That's so cool. That, they're really cool. I, I, I can imagine when you're when you're literally above the clouds looking down, you kind of got to look around to see if there's an angel sitting around on a tree stump somewhere, you know?
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, and to me, it's a very spiritual experience. I feel closer to God out in the woods than anywhere, and, and I know you do too,
2: too oh, amen to that one, buddy. Amen yeah. to that one. But, now you know, I, I can't even, you know, now this trail is... It's, it's a walking path. It's, it's, not a, uh, it's not a blacktop trail through the woods, right?
4: No, no, no. There's a walking path only. This is the longest walking only path in the world. It goes through 14 states.
2: Jesus. This is an educational set part of the show today, folks.
4: <laughs> you know, the Appalachian Trail is very popular. Two to three million visitors a year set foot on the Appalachian Trail. Now, they don't, they don't hike the whole thing, but it's because it goes near many population centers, it's, a lot of people do visit it. Roughly 4,000 people set out to hike the whole thing in one year. And that takes about six months if you want to hike it all the way in from end, north to south or south to north. And uh, about 20% of the people that set out complete the, the full um, trail in one year.
2: That's amazing. That is just amazing. Now, the other thing is, you know, when you're out in the Wild East, as they call the Appalachian Trail, uh, you're not out there alone. You've got people that are hiking the trail and stuff, but you got a lot of feathered and four-footed critters and all kinds of stuff, don't you?
4: Oh, yeah. On on this trip, uh, we saw pileated woodpeckers. You, you know the big ones that look like woody woodpeckers? Yeah. Um, I've never seen them before. I've heard them, but I never saw them. There was a pair right above our tent. We were hearing them everywhere we went. Hoot owls at night, uh, grouse during the day, um, uh, bear poop everywhere, but we didn't uh, run across any bears on this trip.
2: No. Oh, you've seen bears on the trail?
4: Oh, we've seen bears on the trail, yeah. Um, we don't mind seeing them during the day. They usually just scamper off. It's just when, they, when they come and visit at night, you have to be really careful about hanging your food way up in the trees so that they don't bother you. Now, we've never been harassed by them, but if, if you don't hang your food uh, good and high, they'll, they'll get it.
2: <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. Now, yeah. um, literally, you I guess the trail does maybe get close to some towns at some points, doesn't it?
4: Oh, yes. It goes through some towns, and they call them Trail towns. Um, the most famous of the Trail Towns would be Damascus, Virginia, and, uh, they have a big festival every year in June, uh, welcoming the hikers and, and they're very hiker friendly, most of the towns that you go through. Uh, in the towns you'll find, um, stores to fill up on food. Um, most of them have hostels where you're, you're, um, staying in the hostel with other, um, other hikers. Mm-hmm. You know, talk hiker stuff and eat hiker food and you smell hiker smells and, you know, everybody gets along great.
2: <laughs> a place to get a shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is this amazing, and you, like you said, you've done you do this in chunks. You,
4: yeah, yeah, we go out one week a year, and we did ninety miles this year, and that that's pretty typical. We go out, we do, and depending on the terrain, seventy to hundred miles.
2: Wow, that's amazing.
4: Yeah, we we came face to face with with deer on this trip too.
2: um
4: Yeah, you know, Sarah was up on the hill doing some yoga to stretch out from a day of hiking, and. And and the buck's looking her in the eye and stamping his foot and eventually walked away. And then um, another doe during the day, you know, we disturbed her a little bit walking down the trail. She gets up, eats some acorns, looks us in the eye for about five ten minutes. It's it's you know a great experience to uh, be out there eye to eye with the animals and and uh, you know you start hearing and thinking like them and um, it's it's really it's.
2: It, it's great fun. From, from literally seeing everybody uh, walking around the animals and the, the vistas and the trees and the trail to laying in your tent at night listening to the great horned owls or whatever owl is in the area and the birds and the, the other nighttime noises that you hear, it, it's just got to be a magnificent thing to do.
4: It's, it's great. One of the shelters we stayed in on this trip is called Punch Bowl Shelter. And in 1891, a four-year-old kid was sent out to uh, collect firewood from a from a home nearby. This is before the trail was there, mm-hmm. and the poor kid died in the woods. And, and it's said that he still haunts that shelter. So we, we didn't see him, but um, it, it's it's uh, one of the one of, it's considered one of the most haunted places in the United States. And we stayed there this trip.
2: One of the yarns and legends. Hey, if if somebody, yeah. I think there, there's a website called the Appalachian Trail.
4: Appalachian Trail Conservancy. Yeah.
2: yeah. ATC.org.
4: ATC dot org. A T C that's uh, you can learn all about it there.
2: And and you c you can, you know, learn about the trail, learn about the, the maps, learn about where to how to do this and uh you know, uh if you if you're planning on doing something like this and uh you know, I would highly suggest you visit your doctor first and say, "Hey, I want to try this," and he'll tell you if you should or shouldn't. <laughs> and, yeah. Or, or how to get back into shape for it. But it's just and, and you know, take it slow, enjoy it, and uh, and most important, do it with a friend or, 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 or a family loved one, right?
4: Oh, oh, it's just it's it's just phenomenal to be out there with family and the woods. It's um, it's it said that the hiking the Appalachian Trail end to end. There's so much up and down, it's like climbing Everest 26 times. (laughs)
2: Uh, (laughs) Well, I'm going to leave you thinking climbing Mount Everest 26 times. Dr. Mark, thank you so much, and you and your daughter who enjoy the trail and bringing it to us here on uh, Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Thanks for the opportunity, Chauncey. No problem. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Buy a fishing boat in November from Waterworks that's powered by a Mercury motor and say, oh yeah, it's saving money. Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills is having truckloads of Lowe's, Lunds, Seapros, Monterey boats, all powered by a Mercury motor delivered every week. And they are giving you boat show incentives now. Layaway prices now and winter discounts now for five years running waterworks has received the prestigious csi award for customer satisfaction so you know waterworks is many steps above all other dealers for price and service waterworks can also save you money on winterizing and winter storage just call them at 708-798-9700 or go to waterworks with an com and say oh yeah to saving more money It's Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And on the phone with me, we have a gentleman, a angler, a true sportsman, somebody who has risen above all aspects of his career. (laughs) Not really. We we have a great sportsman, Joe Capalulo. Cap... I want to make sure I say that right, Joe. Uh, Thanks for coming on the show. No, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Joe, you are the newest uh, in the line of people who've caught state record fish. You caught the state record smallmouth bass for the state of Illinois. Um, And it's so funny because you did this in so many ways that I'm so excited about. You you caught it from shore, correct? Yes, I did. You caught it fishing, literally with the Chicago skyline over your shoulder. Yes, that's correct. Yep. (laughs) I mean, you know this, and and like I said, it's a state record, and you've caught many smallmouth doing it this way, right? Yes. Oh yeah.
1: I fish for smallmouth
2: bass all the time. Well, and first of all, congratulations on this fish weighing in it. What was the the final weight, my friend? Seven pounds, three ounces. What a (laughs) piggy-wiggy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. And it was, uh, I think, 22 and a quarter inches uh, long, and it had a girth of, what, 16 16 and a half inches a girth of I think the fish need a little bit of Weight Watchers there, you know? <laughs> yeah, he was a pig. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, you know, let's go through this. You were fishing, um, what day was this, on Sunday? This was actually
1: Monday, October 14th.
2: Monday, October 14th. And you're fishing in downtown Chicago, the Monroe Harbor area. Uh, yeah. And you're you're not fishing at 9 o'clock in the morning, though.
1: No. You're we fishing at doing some night fishing
2: yeah and you you're not violating the park district times because you were you know fishing you know up until they close but you're night right. fishing but you were like I said you know p- people just don't have any idea of when when I look at that lakefront how much quality fishing there is right there yeah
1: yeah you could catch a huge fish in there I mean people don't really realize because there's all these Big amazing buildings around, but there is some great
2: wildlife in there as well. Oh, tremendous! So now you're casting. Um, uh, for, for, you know, let's go through a couple of things. You, what, what baits are you, what you're using when you got this piggy?
1: Oh, well, I was using the Z-Man uh, Ned rig and the Z-Man Elastic. Uh, it's uh, called a California craw mm-hmm. flavor. And I've used those Z-Mans all the time, actually. They're a great bait for smallmouth bass, really any bass. I caught largemouth on them as well. Okay. So they're just an awesome bait that I always... It's my
2: go-to. It's your go-to bait. We all have a go-to yes. bait. <laughs> yes. You know, we'll try 50 other baits that we didn't catch a fish on, and they say, well, I just better go to my go-to bait. Well, why don't I start out with the go-to bait? You know?
1: Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. You always want to try different stuff,
2: though. Yeah, you got to try everything. Now... Yeah. You're you're fishing, in, you know from shore. Are are you casting out? Are you casting in? What? How do you how are you place some of your casts? I'm really curious about this.
1: Well, sometimes I go along the wall, like right along the wall, and just go straight down. And then there'll be times where I go five to ten feet out, fifteen to twenty feet out, uh, not too much further than that.
2: And then it's just you're retrieving it back in, and you know, doing fan casts and all kinds of stuff, right?
1: Yeah. Well, typically, what I do is I let it go down to the bottom. And I'm letting it drop, and then I'll give it a little twitch every so often, like kind of like imagine a frog hopping. Mm -hmm. And uh, just real, I work it real slow.
2: Ah, that might be a Keith word work it slow. Yeah. Working it slow is going to get that, you know, a little bit better action. Then, you know, you you, you probably, you know, caught a few fish, and then this behemoth hits (laughs) your line. What happened? Yeah. What happens next?
1: Well, it hit my line, and I was like, "Oh wow, I got you know, I got a fish on it." And like I, it, it hit real hard, and I felt that it was heavy. You know, I was like, "Holy cow!" Like I didn't know exactly what it was at first, but I knew it was something big. Mm-hmm. So I'm basically like, "Oh nice, I got a fish on it." Yeah, you know, can't wait to see what it is because you always want to see what it is. You know, that's the yeah. biggest thing. But you really want at least see it. No matter what happens,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I saw it, it coming closer to me, and I got a glimpse of it in the water. I knew it was a bass, and I was like, "Holy cow! I think this is at least a at least a five pounder." This is like what I've been looking for, chasing to get. I've always wanted to catch a five pound slowmouth bass or any bass, and I was h- hollering for my buddies Miles and Johnny, and to, you know because they were way down on uh, down the lake. And I had the net by me. I was fighting the thing. It was pulling drag. It was it was head shaking like crazy. It, it had even jumped out of the water a little bit. And I tried to reach with the net and it's like hard to get the net in position and then your rod you're like having your arms like completely out and uh I uh kept putting the heat on it and kept trying, kept trying, kept trying. And then I finally got it in the net and lifted it up, and then kind of pulled back, and and I had it.
2: <laughs> at, at what point did you look at this fish and go, "Oh my God, this is huge"? Yeah.
1: When I once I saw it in the net, I was like thinking to myself, and even like said, "Oh, this is, this has got to be at least a six pounder." Like this is this it was so, it was so fat, it was. It, it was amazing. It was like unbelievable. I was like, this is the biggest smolly I've ever seen. I couldn't, I, I honestly couldn't believe it. I was like, man, this is un- unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So then me and my buddies, my buddies finally came over and then we uh, got my scale out and everything and we weighed it. And, and it initially weighed about seven pounds, five ounces, according to my scale. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, "Holy, holy cow! This is like, this is breaks the state record." And uh, so we were like, "Oh, didn't know really what to to do." We just kind of put it back in the net right away, and to, just to keep it alive, and all that. And, uh, and that's pretty much what we did with that. We waited, we waited again, and it was like seven two, seven one, something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. the scale is. We did it on a. A different skills so we're like well you know we we uh definitely got to get it weight on a certified scale to make it to see what it exactly is because uh you know you never know with those skills if it's not certified or right, all right. that stuff exactly. so i wanted to just obviously make sure so we were trying to call every person we could like to try to get it certified and figure out what to do which was Uh, Definitely a challenge at night to do because you know nobody's around and you know it was just hard to get a hold of anybody. Mm -hmm. So we uh, I I had that thing in the net for a couple of hours, keeping it alive and you know making sure everything was fine. Even my buddy Miles and Johnny, they helped me with that as well. Like kind of almost switching off, I was trying to get a hold of Mm -hmm. people. And then like my one buddy from work, I called him. And he basically got a hold of his brother, and his brother came and, like, wanted to see the fish, and then he had went and got us some garbage bags. Uh, his name was Eddie Lewis, just a real great guy. He came out and helped us out, gave me the idea, basically, to put the, ba- put the fish in a bag of water uh, and transport it back to your house and then put it in a cooler to have it, have it be aerated with a, with an aerator, mm-hmm. uh, and just to basically keep it alive. And I, I mean, we basically stayed up all night to trying to make sure that the fish was good, and we were trying to figure out where we could go to take it to get uh, certified and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And like we tried calling the Jewel, we tried calling other places like grocery stores where they have certified skill and they don't do it for sanitary reasons, which is totally understandable and uh so then we thought of henry 's, and then Henry said they have one, and we drove over there at about eight o'clock in the morning, got there at around eight forty five and they waited at their store
2: cool that's really and cool
1: with all the official measurements of it
2: oh the measurements and that because there 's a form that you got to fill out to state for the state and stuff that is that is yeah. so cool and and all your your uh, Miles and Johnny were were help- well. I give them credit; they they were helping you. But they, when you were yelling to them, probably get over here to help me. They were like, Ah, yeah, okay. We, yeah. We, Joe, <laughs> we know. Yeah, he's he's giving us another story. You know, I can hear these two guys. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, we've heard this before.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's probably got a bluegill on. You know,
1: <laughs> yeah. it's amazing their reaction too. They were like, "Holy cow, unbelievable!"
2: Yeah, and I mean, th- this is so great. And then, you know, you you took it to Henry's. Henry's kept it in their, you know, back room there where they've got huge tanks. And uh, they were even smart enough because uh, they chilled the water, I heard, before you released it uh, to bring the temperature of the fish also down to equal the same temperature as Lake Michigan. That was really nice of them. Yes. Oh, yeah,
1: that was incredible. They did such a great job. They treated me and my friends so great. And uh, it was like, well... Real- a really welcoming place that was
0: mm-hmm. super
1: cool guys that just love fishing like me and my buddies.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And
1: just totally awesome. Yeah. Awesome experience with them.
2: So then you get the you, you, the state comes, checks it out, and then you've decided, you know, middle of the week here, this past week, you're going to do what you wanted to do because you believe in catch and release, and yeah. you want somebody else to maybe catch that fish down the road when it weighs eight pounds or nine pounds and you know i when i spoke to you before i said you would love it if a kid caught it when it was eight pounds three ounces you know that would just make yeah, your be day incredible yeah that would make yeah, your day incredible. Yeah. you know so that, that is such a great thing what did it feel like when you re- you know you realize i got a state record it, it honestly was
1: shocking and just an amazing feeling it, it, it still feels like unbelievable you know you always go fishing to just have fun and to get out mm-hmm. and uh, to see what see what could happen,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: you never really expect to catch anything like that, and, and uh, but you just go out, enjoy, and I I, I still am just so surprised. Well, uh, it's
2: jo- just so so cool. It is, Joe. So I want to congratulate you. I want to congratulate uh, Johnny and Miles, even though they didn't help net it. You know, they could have come down and helped net it, but they didn't. But <laughs> they're your fishing buddies. And I always say you should always enjoy the outdoors with some friends and buddies or your family because that's what makes the outdoors even greater. And I'm thank- Absolutely. I'm, I'm very happy that Henry's took uh, proper care of the fish. Uh, and uh, you were probably like a, a, a doting father with a sick child with keeping that fish going all night long. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh yeah it was it was a lot of work, but it was a hundred percent worth it. It was so cool. what a fish mm-hmm. I was happy to get a healthy release on it this morning and uh yeah, it just was an incredible thing. I mean the fish deserved to go back because it it went through a lot and it they
2: made it. Yeah, yeah. Once again, everybody, we're talking to Joe Capalupo from Lagrange, who him and his buddy Johnny and uh, Miles, uh, but Joe did all the work. He caught it and let it did himself. I'm gonna, I've got to give you credit, buddy. There, for, uh, seven <laughs> pounds three <laughs> ounce, uh, ba- breaking the previous record by twelve ounces. I looked it up as we we're talking. Uh, this new record fish was twenty two and a quarter inches long, and it was a sixteen and a half inch girth. What a piggy wiggy! Oh my god, <laughs> that is congratulations. <laughs> Just congratulations. Well, you. Joe, congratulations to you, and uh, I look forward to finding you on the lakefront, catching more and bigger smallmouth bass. Okay, buddy? Okay, thank you so much. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Come to Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's for their great outdoor sale going on now till October 20th. Stay warm this fall with hooded fleece sweatshirts for the whole family, only $14.97. How about a Moultrie game camera, only $59.97? That's $30 off. Hunting season is here, so don't miss the big sale on firearms, ammunition, camouflage clothing, and everything you need for this hunting season, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's has all your outdoor needs with their great outdoor sale going on now till October 20th. Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, your adventure starts here. What's the name? Shimano.
3: Hey, fellow fishermen, Kerry Wood here. Make sure to tune in to ESPN Chicago every Saturday morning at 6 a.m. for Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Hey,
2: everybody. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And on the phone with me, I have Mr. Vic Santucci, who's the Lake Michigan Fisheries Program Manager that also means he does windows and has to haul his own garbage out of the, from his desk. <laughs> is that right, Vic?
3: That's, that's exactly right.
2: That's very good. Uh, Vic, it, and that's a, a job beyond, I want to, you know, trying to manage the fisheries of Lake Michigan is just, it's an octopus with a hundred arms, but you this week had a, a great chance of registering who we just talked to, uh, Mr. Joe Capilupo, uh, about that smallmouth bass that came out of Lake Michigan, didn't you? Yes,
3: I did. Yeah, I was uh got to see the fish and uh get some pictures of it that uh, it was actually at Henry's mm-hmm. at that time. Uh but yeah, definitely a big beautiful smallmouth bass. One of my favorite fish.
2: Yeah, and I've got video of it on my Facebook page and uh chose him releasing it, which it's unbelievable that this I mean, yeah, kudos, kudos, kudos. But yeah, I agree. <clears throat> the reason I'm calling...
3: angling at its
2: best. Oh, and beyond. <laughs> but the reason I'm calling Vic here, everybody, is that, you know, one of the things that people, even Joe said, when you catch a state record fish, what do you do? Or, I, I don't know what to do. You know, so I had to look it up. You know, what what should I do if, yeah. I, if I, first of all, I pull this fish out and I go, oh, my God, this is a state record bluegill, for lack of a better term. You know, what should be my steps? Well, first
3: of all, you, you need to probably get our, uh, either go online or, or get our regulation booklet and look at the, uh, the state records and make sure that the fish, you know, is, is going to meet that, that uh, minimum requirement. Um, so that would be the first, and, and that typically it's based on weight uh, when you're talking to state records. Mm-hmm. Fish, so you're going to have to have the fish weighed, and uh, it's got to be on a certified scale. And you can contact uh, your county biologist or the district biologist in your area, and most of those uh, biologists will have a certified scale, and you can make arrangements to meet. Or you can go to a grocery store or a bait shop that has a certified scale and uh, have it weighed that way.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, and there's a form to fill out, uh, but you can take down information. You're going to need to have uh, two witnesses. Uh, when you, when you actually have the, the fish weighed, um, it's good to, required to take a picture of the fish, you know, a side view of the mm-hmm. fish. It's nice to have that with the angler holding it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of pictures that we get are even at the site where it's caught, which is, which, which helps us verify that it's a, you know, an actual, a fish that was caught at a location and, uh, mm-hmm. it is actually a state record and, and not, you know, something else, mm-hmm. um, and then you, and then you uh, when the biologist comes, if you don't have the form and have it filled out, uh, you can fill out the form, have the witnesses sign. Uh, he'll verify that it's the species that you say it is and, uh, and sign it, and then it's certified. And then the information, um, along with the pictures, uh, are sent to our fisheries chief, Mike McClellan, and then he uh, signs off that it is an official state record.
2: Cool. So, I mean... It's not a difficult process to get done. It's just, as we said at the beginning, number one, make sure you have a state record fish.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah, we get a lot of calls where where people think it's a state record, and we'll even go and meet them. But then, you know, when it's when it's weighed on a you know a certified scale, it it doesn't add up. So that kind of ends the process right there. For the, it's still a nice fish, I'm sure, if it's close.
2: But, ex- uh, Exactly. Now, you know, one of the things, uh, and you actually, not to sound goofy, you've, you're giving me a quest, Vic. Uh, I think I'm going to try to get a hold of all the phone numbers for the state of Illinois bait shops. That's a lot. and But yeah. I wonder how many of them do have a certified skill. Henry's, I know, has awaited more state record fish than <laughs> Many many bait shops around the, in the state of Illinois, and but the, you know there's hours of time that they're open. I, I know when this gentleman caught the smallmouth bass, uh, he had a, a hard time finding somebody that would have waited that night. You know, grocery store said no, it's not sanitary. We can't bring it in. You know.
3: Yeah, yeah we hear that. Yeah,
2: yeah, and so it's, it's. I think you're giving me a quest to work on, Vic. Just so you know that.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah, I think Henry's, in our area, Henry's and Park Bait, I believe both have certified scales now.
2: No, do they? Okay, I
3: didn't didn't know about Park Bait's one. Yeah, uh, so along the lakeshore, those would be two places, at least
2: in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And just gives the opportunity for the people to actually go out, do this, catch this fish, weigh it, have the documentation. Um, The the story behind how this guy kept it in in a landing net for two hours in Lake Michigan, until right. until a friend of his showed up with garbage bags that they could put the fish in to get it home into a cooler with an aerator. I mean, this I was like, oh my god, you know. <clears throat> but the thing is, there's other awards that people can get in Illinois. You're right? That they, I, I Vic. This is between me and you, I didn't know about some of these awards. Yeah,
3: they're all on our website on the iFish Illinois org uh, website,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, you know under under state uh, fish awards yeah. Or, or yeah big fish awards and uh, record fish.
2: So, yeah. you get the same. Uh, You
3: just have to cl- click on there, and there's instructions for each of them. There's a you know just to run through them. There's a grand slam award. Yeah, which is if you catch uh, fish of a minimum length, you know minimum size, mm-hmm. so five of the six uh, major sport fish families in the state. And that includes uh, catfish, black bass, uh, you know, maront, the temperate bass, which would be the the white bass or striped bass or the hybrids, um, mm-hmm. esos, which are your your uh, you know your pike and muskie, uh, salmon and trout, as well as uh, perch yeah. or walleye. So, um, so that's one award. Another is a Master Anglers Award. Um, and that's uh, if you catch uh, five different species that are up from the eligible list.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: there's a big fish award, and that's just one fish, you know, that, that meets the minimum requirements. Um, there's a catch and release award, which is based on the, a minimum length requirement of the fish, so you can catch it, uh, measure it, and put it right back in the water. Jeez. And then there's a junior angler award for uh, children under 16 years of age that gets the first fish so they can get an award as well. So ah. there's,
2: yeah, there's a number of awards for people. I like that award for the kids. <laughs> yeah. that's nice. Kids always want to get awards, you know, <laughs> why not? Yeah. I mean, a- some
3: of the awards, uh, you know, you could, you can do it on your own. You go on the site, you can actually enter and uh, print off a certificate for yourself. Uh, other awards, you have to send it to our, uh, Springfield office, um, fisheries office, you know, down in Springfield, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and then it, you know they get they get uh, certified by our fish chief down there, and then uh, send out. Uh, some have certificate, most have a certificate. Uh, some you get a pin and a patch, um, and then or a plaque for the uh, if you get a state record.
2: Mm-hmm. That's cool. And just so you know that the IDNR website is already updated. About the smallmouth bass. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I kind of laughed and I saw that. I go, "Whoa, they're quick on that!" I'm pulling the trigger on that one.
3: <laughs> you bet. Once it was certified, they did it and uh, po- posted it on. You know, one thing when you when you do that and you send a picture, you know, it gives we usually get a an image release form too. But you, uh, you know, we're able to then post that on Facebook, and, mm-hmm. and I know they posted it on the iFish Facebook, and just within one day, I. I think it. I think there were two, almost two thousand likes and five hundred and some uh, comments, mm-hmm. and it had reached you know over one hundred eighty five thousand people. So it's big news yeah. to get a state record. It doesn't happen every day. No. But we've been we've been kind of fortunate uh, the last couple of years uh, to have a number of them up here in, uh you know coming out of
2: Lake Michigan. So. Yeah, that that is a bruiser and a half that he did catch. <laughs> uh,
3: it was it was it was just thick all around. Yeah. Thick at the tail, caudal peduncle, broad across the shoulders, uh, nice big slab, had good depth. And it wasn't, but it wasn't overly, you know, it wasn't like a fish, a female in the spring that would have been full of eggs where the stomach is all extended. Mm-hmm. It was a solid, heavy fish. Yeah, it was really nice to see.
2: Yeah, this, was, this was the big boy near the rock pile. <laughs> yeah. The big near guy the
1: near the pile. pile.
2: Well, Vic, thanks yeah. so much for coming on and, and explaining me how somebody can go through the process uh, of getting that and giving me a quest that I now have to work on. Uh, thank you yeah, very much. You <laughs> and but once again, Always
0: everybody.
2: The oh, thanks. Yeah. But once again, everybody. And, and Vic said it. You know, don't he didn't say it, but I'm going to say it. When you get a fishing license, whether it's online or printed, go through the rules and regs for fishing. You'd be surprised how much information you'll learn what you'll be ready for, and, you know, you'll never know. You may catch that state fish, and you'd never know it until you're sitting there and you've already eaten it or something, you know? Yeah, that's (laughs) happened before, too. Uh, I have a feeling I did that once, but I don't want to say that. Uh, (laughs) But, Vic, thanks so much for coming on today's show. Yeah, great to talk with you, Chauncey. Take care. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Hookandhunttv.com is educating and informative. Jim Crowley shows anglers and hunters how, when, and why. If you have attended his seminars, you know his no-nonsense approach. Learn, watch, learn, and apply. Information is the key to success on hookandhunttv.com. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoywrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. This is Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. Well, I want to thank all of uh, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's stores. Uh, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Your adventure starts here. Waterworks, Paul's Pizza, Midwest Outdoors, Diamond Ghost Charters. Visit Wrenlake.com and our good friends over at Seven Winds Casino and Shimano for bringing this program to you. Well, I'd like to leave you with the Native American proverb, and this one comes from uh, our good friends in the Crow Nation. It said, it is not through the great skill of being a hunter himself That success is achieved, but through the hunter's awareness of his place in the great outdoors and his relationship to all of nature. Please remember, we don't own the woods, the rain, the storm, the fish we catch. We really borrow it all from our children's children's children. We'll see you next week, right here on Chauncey's Great Outdoors.